You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, 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 villagers. How are you guys? Happy Tuesday. It's the start of another week. I had a very fun weekend. It was filled with travel and friends and family and love and our pup. And yeah, I'm starting this week feeling rejuvenated and refreshed and totally restored because I got so much time to just relax and chill and laugh and hug. And yeah, it was good. The energy was good. How was your weekend? I hope that you're starting the week really high and you are feeling like you can accomplish all of your to-do list. I believe in you and I cannot wait to hear how your week went when we touch base again on Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. You're listening to episode number 67 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. And today I'm chatting with Elizabeth Rabel. I am so excited to have her on the show. She is someone I have known for a bit now. We met on the Instagram world and quickly became virtual friends. And then we were in similar groups together, um, like online social groups. And then I had her on the podcast and now we are in like business groups together. So it's really cool to see how our friendship has kind of flourished, but... On with the good stuff. Elizabeth is a certified nutritional practitioner and the founder of Fuel Goodness and the Fertility System. Elizabeth works with women and couples to boost their fertility and improve their chances of getting pregnant naturally. She pairs her formal education and nutrition with a down-to-earth approach that gets clients to understand how simple eating can be and that living well is really attainable. It's within your reach. It just takes a few shifts. In this episode, we are diving into so many things, from stress levels of you and your partner, to what could be keeping you from getting pregnant, to the importance that mindset plays in infertility. I can't wait to share this episode with you. Let's dive in. Tuning in from Toronto, Ontario, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you today. This is a topic that is hot, hot, hot. It is something that comes up in, I think, so many people's lives and even people who may not realize that they're dealing with this particularly right now. Maybe this episode will be that turning point where you realize like, oh my gosh, this is me. So before we dive too far in um, to infertility and eating and all the good stuff, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be on this journey of supporting people in the infertility realm? Yeah, so 
Um, I, I am a holistic nutritionist based here in Toronto, Ontario. And um, after watching my sister and other, other family members go through infertility, I knew that there was something I could help them with and do something about it because so many people, one in six couples, actually go through um, fertility struggles. Um, so I made it my passion and my mission to figure out what exactly could help the body to optimize fertility. And now that is wholly my total passion and I love it. Um, so I help couples, women mostly, but men and women um, with their fertility struggles through diet and lifestyle and mindset and so many other things. I love it. That's amazing. So I think that that's why we get along so well is because you believe so wholeheartedly in looking at the whole person and optimizing their function as like an entire being. And that's also my goal in this game. Um, I also came into this infertility realm, um, kind of a people in my life, just kind of like you who were struggling. And I just thought there has to be a better way than this because it is brutal. You know, it really, it changes people. It can really tear people down. And so that is super hard for me to watch. So off I set to find a solution, right? In like true he he form. So diving right into infertility. What kind of work do you do with couples? So I focus on the whole body as we were just talking about. So we focus on diet. So uh, improving diet through an anti-inflammatory metabolism boosting and even detoxifying the body to ensure that uh, every single thing that's going into the body is clean and is there to help boost fertility. We also work on mindset because so often I work with couples who are doing everything right, who have the right lifestyle, the right diet, but their mindset is getting in their way and they haven't figured out a way to optimize their mindset into either a gratitude mindset or believing that their body's actually able to get pregnant. And that shift can be so imperative for helping couples with fertility struggles. We also focus on lifestyle. So, so often the diet is perfect. It's clean. It's metabolism boosting. It's so great. And the mindset piece is also working for them, but their lifestyle, whether it's stress, using um, toxic products in the home. So, so many things. We focus on a well-rounded solution to help boost fertility. That is so incredible. What you and I do um, as in the infertility realm is very, very similar. You focus a lot more, I think, on food because you have that background and Mm -hmm. I don't, but eliminating toxins really speaks to me. So listeners, you can check out episode number 47 with Bree Pruitt, who talks about on the show, all of the things in your home that you might not know are toxic to you and are actually almost poisoning you. So check that episode out. Elizabeth, I resonate with so much of what you do and you see, I think it happens to so many more people than we all realize. Um, Infertility is something that has this like taboo meaning behind it. There's like this embarrassment, this like isolation piece to it. But really, if we all just 
looked around, I think we would find that a lot of people struggle with these same problems. So it goes back to what I always say is that you're not suffering alone. You're just suffering in silence. We just need mm -hmm. to say something, right? Yeah. Well, and off of that, so one in six couples struggle with fertility. One in three pregnancies end in miscarriage. And none of these things are talked about. There isn't necessarily community. I, you're creating an incredible community, which allows people to talk about it. But I think that these stigmas are so pervasive and are increasing the rate. So as well as other things that are increasing the rates. So it's really important to talk about it, to find a community, to find people that you can talk about it with, because that in itself will help you along your journey. Exactly. I love your community too. I think it takes warriors like you and I to say like, you don't have to be embarrassed about this. It mm -hmm. is something to be talked about. Like stand tall, stand strong. There are people mm -hmm. behind you standing tall and strong with you. Like you're not by yeah. yourself. You're never by yourself. Oh, I love it. So <laughs> what would you say are the top three reasons that you see couples struggling to get pregnant? Um, in, in all of your couples, if people are like, oh no, what are, what are the top things, top three things I'm looking for? What do you say? So surprisingly enough, I think the top reason that couples are struggling with fertility is stress levels. We live in a society right now where it's go, 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 go. And there's no room to say no. There's no room to stop. There's no room to take a breather. Um, from a woman's perspective, in a traditional sense, we're expected to go to work, come home, make dinner, clean up, do it all. And at the end of the day, there's no time left for you to take care of you. And if you're giving away everything, it means you don't have anything left to give to yourself. And that's a huge cause of inflammation. It's a huge cause of infertility. We also see a lot of men struggling with this as well. So I need your listen, listeners to understand that it is okay to say no to things that no longer serve you, to not pick up the phone if you don't want to, to not cook dinner if you don't want to. You need to allow yourself permission to say no without feeling any of the guilt. I would say that's the top reason um, that I see couples on a regular basis struggling with fertility. Um, the second reason I think is a poor diet. So not giving your body the food that it and the nutrients that it needs. So eating a whole food diet is an easy way to lower inflammation in the body and inflammation um, is the root of all disease, but it also leads to fertility struggles. So if you're eliminating um, foods that cause inflammation like dairy, processed foods, sugars, um, gluten for some people, there are so many foods that depending on your body, you may struggle with digesting and therefore they cause inflammation. By eliminating those foods, we can eliminate that inflammation and thereby help fertility. And lastly, I think as we were talking about toxins. Toxins are everywhere. They're in our environment. They're in our home. They're in our personal care products. They're absolutely everywhere. And so if we can just avoid the toxins that we have control over, for example, in our personal care products, in our cleaning supplies, in our tampons, in those types of things that we can actually control, 
it leads to a lower toxic load in our body. And therefore, the environmental toxins that we can't avoid won't have as big of an impact on the body. Because with every toxin, the liver has to do work to get it out of the body. And if the liver is doing so much work getting these toxins out of the body, it can't necessarily get excess hormones out of the body. Our bodies aren't working optimally and efficiently. And in order to get pregnant, everything needs to work together and nothing can be too burdened. So by eliminating some of those added stressors like toxins, like stress, um, like excess hormones, we can easily optimize our body and therefore optimize our fertility. That is incredible. I am a big, big, big fan of saying no for a bigger yes. So I subscribe to the belief that you only have, so you can picture your time and energy as like a a pie chart, right? And all the things that you say yes to take up a piece of your pie chart you'll never be able to squeeze more into your pie chart. So in order to get your really big yeses, you have to say a couple no's. And that for me is totally self-care. And I'm super glad to hear you going on about self-care because I sound like a broken record. And I know that my followers like roll their eyes and like he's on it again. But this time it's not me because this is real. It's so real life. Like stress will mess you up. Like, I just can't say it enough. Stress really does impact so many things, things that you could not even imagine when you look back and you are finally in this state of like not super overstressed, you will look back and go, holy cow, that was so impacted by all the things happening in my life. Um, So I am super glad that I'm not on my soapbox by myself today. So many other reasons that you may not be able to get pregnant too. Um, So listeners, this in no way says that, you know, these are your reasons that you can't get pregnant or these things will or won't work for you. Um, If you think that you're struggling with infertility, you should definitely be consulting a healthcare physician for that. Um, You know, there are, there are people like Elizabeth and I, and you can consult us as well, but we're not doctors. So make sure that you're considering all the things about your body. I did want to talk a bit about how sometimes couples experience infertility issues due to other problems. So the infertility is actually kind of like a symptom of something else. Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so actually, I truly believe that probably 90% of infertility has a root cause that is not fertility related. So whether that's digestive issues, for example, leaky gut, so when the digestive system is not working optimally, we, we sometimes see little perforations throughout the intestine, which leads to um, undigested food particles leaking into the bloodstream, causing an allergic reaction, causing food sensitivities, causing stress on the body, causing inflammation. That is a type of root cause that you can fix that may in fact help your fertility. So I don't believe infertility or fertility struggles is the root cause of any issue. I think it's the opposite way around that. Your fertility struggles have a root cause that is not your fertility. So whether that's stress, as we've already talked about, food sensitivities that could look like leaky gut syndrome, celiac disease, 
plays a huge part in fertility struggles. There have been studies that have cited up to 30% of people who have celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease that um, makes people allergic to gluten. 30% of people with celiac disease also have fertility struggles. So figuring out what your root cause is, working with a practitioner or your healthcare provider to figure out what that root cause is, working on that problem will play a huge part in figuring out your fertility struggles. That is incredible. Food actually has so much of an impact. I um, I talk to people all the time and sometimes very simple shifts in, in your diet can make the biggest, biggest difference. So let's talk about some foods that help with infertility. You know, this is something that I get asked all the time through my work as an infertility coach, but it's all about how to eat and what to eat and when to eat. These are always, always, always hot topics. Give us your best info. How can we start with foods um, that may be impacting fertility, whether this is, you know, adding or getting rid of? Yeah. So I always like to add foods before I get rid of foods. It gives, it feels like a treat when you get to add things. Um, and it doesn't cause excess stress on the body, which we've already talked about so much. Um, so I always like to start with adding things before removing things. So foods like healthy fats, so I know that's a whole category of food, but things like avocados, eggs, uh, coconut oil, olive oil, olives, all of those healthy fats are so crucial for fertility because they are the building blocks of our hormones. Without healthy fats, we can't produce our sex hormones like estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So we need those healthy fats. Um, next up, we have foods that are high in folic acid. So all of those gr leafy green vegetables, broccoli, kale, spinach, all of these foods are really high in folic acid, which is essential for um, your body. And potentially, if you get pregnant, you need folic acid in order to uh, prevent neural tube defects in your baby. We also need protein. Protein is so essential for everyone, whether or not you're trying to get pregnant. Um, it's imperative for healing the body. So something like collagen, which is a protein that you can supplement, will help your digestive system heal if it's undergoing inflammation. It also helps um, your whole body with healing whatever your issues are, whether um, it's inflammation in the gut, it also helps with brain health, building, it's also a building block for so many different things. So healthy, lean sources of protein are really great. Iron is also really important. So iron comes from things like red meat, um, and that helps to improve blood flow to the uterus so really important during that two weeks after ovulation to ensure that we're making the uterus as hospitable a place as possible to help improve chances of Im implantation that is all so fascinating and again i know i sound like a broken record but here's yet another person, listeners, telling you to eat your healthy fats. Don't be afraid of your fats. Okay, here you go. Episode 15, 
episode 41, episode 57. Like now this episode, you can find this information sprinkled all throughout the podcast. Please eat your avocados and your eggs and your healthy fats. Like eat those things. Your body really does need it. If you want help understanding what is a healthy fat versus what is fat that's going to go straight to your thighs, please contact Elizabeth. She can help you decipher healthy fats versus not healthy fats, and she can help you find that balance. Don't be afraid of fats. Um, and that goes, that is true too in the postpartum period. Make sure that you're having your fats, like whether you're you choose to breastfeed or you choose not to breastfeed, your body is still healing. Whether you had a vaginal birth or a cesarean birth, your body is still healing. You just grew a baby for nine months. Please feed your body the energy that it needs. It's super, super important. It really is. So what about balancing your hormones with food? What do you suggest for that kind of diet, like balancing your hormones for the sake of infertility? So when we look at imbalanced hormones, so for example, if we have really low progesterone, so progesterone is the hormone that should be increasing in the second phase of your cycle. Um, so the luteal phase of your cycle post ovulation, we need increased progesterone in order to actually have a successful implantation. So without balanced hormones, we sometimes have low progesterone, we sometimes have low or high estrogen. And if we're not having balanced hormones, so for example, in the follicular phase of your cycle, you need estrogen to be higher, and then uh, you swap that in the uh, luteal phase of your cycle with progesterone to be higher. If we don't have that proper switch, it means implantation can't happen or won't happen successfully, or that's when we see miscarriages happen. Fertility really is this big old puzzle. I mean, you just have to keep this in mind. And it is so different for everybody, everybody. Like everybody's body is different. Every story is different. Everybody's hormones are different. Everybody is really different, like everything else in life. I mean, we say this all the time on the podcast, but that's those are good, um, those are good things to know. So if someone was looking at your typical foods in order to like change hormones, or I guess maybe a better question is what food has a big impact on your hormones? Are there things that we should stay away from? Like I've always heard soy can impact your hormones. So maybe that's something you want to consider looking into. Mm -hmm. So in order to know what foods are affecting your hormones, you kind of need to know where your hormones are standing. So if you have high estrogen, for example, if you're suffering from really bad PMS, um, so whether that's terrible cramps, extreme moodiness, those types of symptoms, that could be a sign that you have high estrogen and your progesterone isn't um, level, leveling off properly. So high estrogen would mean that we don't necessarily want to consume as much soy products, just like you mentioned, because soy can have an estrogenic effect in the body. Um, so that's something to take a look at. But again, without knowing where your hormones stand, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily tell what foods are going to uh, improve or decrease or increase your hormones because you need to know where you stand on that level. And where do you get this done? How do you get this done? Is this just the blood workup that you can have your doctor do? Yep. So you can have your your doctor do uh, blood work. You can also go to a pr practitioner to get a Dutch test. So 
a dried urine hormone test, which will give you the best um, outlook on how your hormones are performing and will help you to figure out if your estrogen is high and which part of your cycle your estrogen is high in uh, or progesterone. And that will give you the full, very detailed information to help you improve your chances of getting pregnant by knowing where you're at with your hormones and therefore by fixing those up. So for all of our listeners out there who are doing all of the things and you are sitting there nodding your head and rolling your eyes thinking, I've done all of these things, he and Elizabeth, like I've done it all. When I hear that, my number one thing is you should be working on your mindset. A hundred percent. Every single time I hear someone say I've done it all, I find that mindset is usually the downfall. I find that if we can just work on your mindset a little bit, you can, you can usually achieve really cool and big things. Um, so if you are out there listening and this is you, I really encourage you to reach out to one of us um, just to chat about like, you know, the mindset that you have now, we're both happy to chat. There's, you don't have to like sign up for anything. You can just get information on like maybe where your mindset is right now. And, um, you know, where we would suggest your mindset head or what kind of support you could get for your mindset. There's all sorts of things that we have up our sleeves. So check it out. If you're, if you're out there and you're feeling really hopeless, you are not alone. I promise. What about once you get pregnant? What are some of your suggestions for food to hanging on to that pregnancy and keeping your pregnancy safe? Mm -hmm. So once you get pregnant, you want to continue that anti-inflammatory diet that you've hopefully adopted before getting pregnant. The best way um, to maintain a pregnancy is to do whatever you were doing before you get pregnant. You don't want to make any major shifts. Uh, to your diet, to your lifestyle, to really anything, especially in those first three months, that critical period, you want to maintain an even level of whatever you are doing. Any of those big shifts that you make, you want to make before getting pregnant. Um, otherwise, you're putting unneeded stress on your body, and that could impact a pregnancy. Absolutely. You have to think that you've worked really hard to reach this like this plateau almost like you've been climbing this hill and you've reached this plateau. So you just kind of want to like maintain balance here for those, mm -hmm. for this first little bit. It does get easier too. I find that the longer that you follow that diet or the longer that you practice that mindset, it gets easier. So a lot of times I also find that parents will just keep that up in the postpartum mm -hmm. period. Um, as long as what they're eating isn't upset and you know, babe's tummy or they're not having any problems, then they just kind of keep it around. So on your website, there's a, an interesting blog about seed cycling. And I would be really, really shocked if very many of our listeners had ever heard of seed cycling. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And what does that have to do with infertility? Yeah, so seed cycling is kind of like a hippie, dippy thing but I love it. Um, so it's a really ancient practice that uses seeds to help balance hormones naturally um, and get your hormones back in check if they have been imbalanced. It also helps to regulate the menstrual cycle. So I know a lot of people don't 
either know when they ovulate or don't track when they ovulate or don't ovulate altogether. Um, so seed cycling can be a great way to bring ovulation back, can also help to um, regulate the menstrual cycle and menstruation and remedy some of those bad PMS symptoms if you're experiencing them. So how seed cycling works is you use uh, flax seeds and pumpkin seeds in the first two weeks of your cycle. So from day one of your period until um, day one of ovulation. So flax seeds and pumpkin seeds increase estrogen uh, production in the body. And then in the second half of your cycle, uh, so from ovulation until your next period, um, you want to use sesame seeds and sunflower seeds, which trigger progesterone production in the body. So as we were talking about in the first half of your cycle, estrogen production increases in the body. So flax seeds and pumpkin seeds just help to ensure that that's happening. And then in the second half of your cycle, progesterone is supposed to be high. Um, so those sesame seeds and sunflower seeds just just help to increase that progesterone production in the body. And so you just go back and forth. Um, you can do this during pregnancy if you want. You don't have to. It's really great if um, you either have an irregular menstrual cycle if you don't ovulate regularly or you don't notice you're ovulating, which could mean that you're not ovulating or your body isn't producing enough cervical fluid. Um, so this can help increase that. And um, it's a really great practice to do if you suffer from bad PMS symptoms or um, any sort of irregular um, hormones or irregular periods, menstrual cycles, that sort of thing. That's amazing. So that leads me to, to thinking about like what common problems in pregnancy. How do you suggest people battle that with food? Because there's a lot of people who really don't want to do medicine, you know, and they feel very strongly that they remedy things like heartburn and indigestion and acid reflux or whatever, all of it through food during pregnancy. What are your suggestions there? Um, so if you're struggling with digestive symptoms like indigestion, you want to be keeping track of what you're eating. Um, it could be what you're eating that is impacting your digestion. So if you notice every day that that piece of pineapple or um, something, something in particular is affecting your digestion, then just remove it. Simply do that. If you um, are far enough along in your pregnancy that you're experiencing digestive symptoms like indigestion or heartburn that could also just be an anatomical makeup because you're expanding so much all of your digestive organs are moving around and shifting that sometimes you just have to wait it out it won't be that way forever um, and you are your body is undergoing so many changes that you need to be patient um, so different things like that can also help. Just practice your mindset, practice your mindfulness, practice self-care. Uh, those types of things can really help with any pregnancy symptoms. It's always really important to remember that you are growing a tiny human. I'm glad you threw that in there. I think a lot of people, you can even like have this big old belly, right? And you still need to be reminded like, 
you're growing a tiny human, remember? They're, I say it all the time, and it's so funny to me when pregnant people are like, literally weeks from their due date, and they're like, oh yeah, I forget about that part. And I'm like, how? How do you forget about that part? But yeah, 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 yeah. It's so important to remember that. Um, there's lots of things that you can do for um, heartburn and stuff. I actually have freebies, and there's going to be all of the things for you in our show notes. Elizabeth, where can people connect with you um, if they are interested in your services, if they are interested in learning more about you? Um, I know that you have online classes. How can people get your support? Yeah, so the best way to reach me is on social media. I'm at Feel Goodness across the board. So Instagram, I'm at Feel Goodness. Facebook, Feel Goodness. I also launched the Fertility System, which is a 12-week comprehensive program uh, three times a year. And that's launching again in January. It's a 12-week program that goes over diet, lifestyle, mindset, menstrual cycle, um, and movement during 12 weeks leading up to hopefully pregnancy. And you can find more about that at fuelgoodness.com or on my social media at fuelgoodness. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. I know everyone out there is sitting there thinking like, wow, this is the episode that I needed. It is such a highly requested episode. So listeners, you're welcome. I think that I found the best expert in this and she just shared all of this stuff with you. I can't think of anything better. Oh my goodness, listeners. Happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with Elizabeth and I. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Did you know you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook and our Instagram tribe is at Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquillitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.